The Xavi era begins with a win in the Barcelona Derby versus Espanyol. A very tense match, but uh, we will talk about it here in the match review. Welcome to the new series in our channel where we will review the matches of Barca. Let's start. So, hello again. This is Marco here. Uh, we will do a quick uh, match report, match review of the win yesterday versus Espanyol. Uh, and joining us is uh, Sagnit here. Hello, Sagnit. Hey, guys. It's been a long time since we've done the podcast, but this is yeah. a new installment we're doing, the post-match reviews. So, hope you're going to like it. Of course. We, we of course, will be back with the podcast uh, later uh, next week. But... Um, uh, this this one will also be part of our channel from now on. I'm in a new era, Xavi era, so uh, new things as well in our channel. Yep. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, I, I think we will begin. First of all, I wanted to to, to tell I wanted you to tell me, please, uh, how did you feel after the game with the whole aspect of the game? I mean, the first half was great, the second less. We will talk about it, but overall, how did you feel about the game, Sandy? Well, overall, as you said, the first half was a little bit better than the second. Uh, not necessarily because we were tactically weaker, but you have to take in the fact that Xavi did not have much time to train with all the players. But, yeah. of course, it was a Catalan derby, and we have had a very rough start to the, to the season in La Liga. So, I will happily take the three points, and yes, as for the new Xavi era, I am damn excited. What about you, Marco? Yeah, I was excited. I think that um, the thing that got me excited from the start was the, the fans uh, before the match. The fans, uh, they did a very good atmosphere. I mean, how they received the, the buff of, uh, of Xavi and the players. I think that uh, it really got to the players. I mean, you could see in the first half how, how their mentality was already better. I mean, they are improving. And uh, I mean, it's just a start. I mean, I agree with you that Italy, we, it's very, very early to see changes. But I think that we could see some changes that, that are very good for us. I mean, I love the intensity of the game. I love how they, they pressured the ball. But uh, naturally, they can't do it for the whole uh, 90 minutes. So we, we saw the drop of, of the intensity in the last 20 to 30 minutes. Um, but overall, uh, I had I had a good feeling about uh, about Xavi, about the game, about the players. I think that the quality is improving, and hopefully, we'll see a lot of, uh, of this infused uh, in the match versus uh, Benfica. Um, but but yeah. let, let let me break down a few numbers before before we will uh, continue. Um, the number three, you know what it says? I'm sorry. <laughs> The number three is the number of times Xavi sat on the bed during the, yeah, the yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's all over Twitter. Most of the match, he was just yeah. up there talking to the players, constantly instructing them tactically. And yeah, you'd love to see it. Amazing, amazing. And the number yeah. six? The number six is the number of time, I don't know. Uh, what is it, Marco? <laughs> It's the number of times Abde as a Zuli successfully dribbled past Espanyol. Ah, yes, yes. In fact, in the first 10 minutes, he had dribbled more times than he had completed passes. Yeah, it's amazing. 
And uh, 27 is the number of times the high line of Barca stole the ball in the defensive half of Espanyol. I mean, Amazing. most of them was in in the first half, in the first half, and, and less in the second half, because uh, I mean, we all know that the, the team were a lot less trained uh, in the Kuman era and since the Valverde era. But to see the defensive improvement, and I love to see it. So I get the number. Yeah, it's it's amazing the facts that you stated. And yeah, if we take a closer look right now into what Xabi Hernandez has done already, he had obviously said before that the team lacks a little bit of training. And as far as the reports have come in, the players who didn't participate in the match instantly started training as soon as the match was over. So that is something you love to see. And also, if we take closer look into the mentality aspect, as you were talking about earlier, Ter Stegen, who has had... Uh, some very clinical errors which can be attributed to his uh, low confidence previously was pretty impeccable last night. He had some pretty good saves and after that we saw Memphis, uh, someone who really struggled to make an impact under Komen. I personally saw many instances in which he uh, made great runs, received the ball in a very good place. I personally think that he would have had at least a hat-trick or a brace if it wasn't for the brilliance of the uh, Espanyol keeper. The goalkeeping, yeah, the goalkeeping was the only thing that stopped Memphis from getting a hat-trick last night. But still, even though he wasn't on the score sheet, his uh, impact was amply stated on the score sheet. And as for uh, the wingers, uh, without which Gavi, uh, uh, with Gavi and the youngsters Abde and Elias, uh, whom Xavi said that he would depend on, they played a very good, uh, even though Gavi isn't a natural winger, he did play a very good role as we were analyzing uh, in halftime the pass map, the visits created by Kai. We saw that a distinct front three was created and Kai before the match we were talking about he said that Gavi could uh, play the false nine role but in fact uh, as Kai confirmed it was Memphis who was actually playing the false nine role dropping deep yeah. and creating chances so yeah you love to see the uh, one of the greatest signings uh, we had last window to finally perform as good as uh, he was performing for the Dutch national team. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, uh, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm agreeing with you totally on Memphis. I think that Memphis uh, is a great player, of course. But I think he loses yeah. the ball too yeah. much. I think that the, the, the Xavi should work and sharp some, some aspects of his game with him. But I think that he has the talent and he can be a, a very important player in Barca. Uh, I would also like to say that I loved Gavi on the left wing. I prefer him at the left wing than on the right wing. And I think that he's an option now that we're lacking of players. And you know that uh, both Abde and Elias uh, uh, Ilya can't play versus uh, Benfica. I think that uh, we will see uh, Gavi continuing to play on the wing. I don't know if on the right or on the left, but we will see Gavi playing on the wing in the, in the next matches until Ansu and Dembele are better. Yeah, and yeah. another thing is Gavi didn't get a yellow card last night, which is yeah, something which great. Is great. <laughs> yeah, and another thing we must brush upon is Frankie de Jong and yeah. Sergio Busquets at the same time because that is the gem of Barcelona right now. The midfield talents in Barcelona are insane. And under our previous coach, uh, Ronald Koeman, we seldom saw them link up as everyone agrees that their primary role was to just circulate the ball out to the wing backs and 
uh, we put crosses in that was our only tactics last mm-hmm. night we saw very good rotation with nico busquets and frankie and what was very pleasing to the eye for me is sergio busquets had so much freedom to go up to create uh, passes to uh, throw visionary passes and to create chances in fact he had uh, such a great shot on goal as well which was again yeah, denied yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you love to see sergio busquets because he is a general generational talent as much as yeah. uh, xavi iniesta and messi i believe sergio busquets is also a generational talent his playing profile will be much harder to replace once he retires and you love to see him usually under ronald koeman he was the third center back most of the time but last night you saw him go up the field and you saw how much he can contribute and i loved it also frankie de jong chavi had said even before the match had begun that his uh, prowess is needed much more up the field in attack and we saw we have the statistics uh, posted on the barcelona's twitter page you can go out and check it in detail he was such a gem and yeah marco i love to see it and i love to know your thoughts about it as well yeah i, I actually i remember seeing the game yesterday and, and saying to myself wow this is our midfield this is the, the player that we wanted to dominate to dominate the, the, the midfield to to get the ball to control the ball and, and last night we saw it um of course until the the about 17 minutes when when continue uh, arrives before uh, and replace Gavi and Ricky in 78 minutes replace Busquets but until then when when the team were tired in this point i think that until this is the part of the game we saw a very dominant midfield and, and i just love to see it. this is the Barca DNA this is the Barca way exactly the philosophy with purpose i mean it's not just like circulating the ball it's not like possession for the possession purpose we we get chances i mean we could score three or four goals in the, in the first half and it would kill the match and this is something that i think the chabi should work on i mean uh, in the pep era we could kill the match in the first 20 30 minutes i mean this is something that we should go for I and mean, we should get stuck attack with the game and score as many goals as we can and and yesterday because due to to fatigue i think uh, tired uh, i think they got back to the defense and then we started to espanol getting their chance some terrific chances that got two goals in the last 10 minutes they they had terrible um, but uh, we enjoyed it sometimes the luck goes in our way one of the, those times um it was refreshing also many times we go going the opposite way the opposite way yeah honestly love to see it the build up through the center which we had lacked under ronald koeman no more vacuum no more empty spaces in the midfield which is supposed to be our strong suit uh, love to see you know the lineup matters less than the actual tactics which we all experience this fact under ronald koeman and right now under chavi we can see that clearly that is tactics which did not leave any vacant spaces for espanol to exploit uh, at least uh, yeah uh, 100% they couldn't exploit in the first 70 minutes but after that they started pressuring more after the after memphis scored the penalty and put them under pressure yeah the match changed a little bit but yes uh, as i said in the very beginning you have to consider the fact that uh, chavi's first match he didn't get very much time to train the first team and because they were mostly out for the international break 
but however the match against benfica will be a little more interesting to watch because as marco you said already that abde and elias will not be present plus it's a do or die match because it will uh, secure our advance to the group stages so a big match is coming but i have faith in xavi so yeah that's pretty much what i have to say yeah i have faith in him too it's, it's going to be a critical match it's like a make or break because uh, we will probably want win in in, in munich but um i think that uh, we can be optimistic a lot more optimistic than in the common era but uh, there there's still a lot of uh, work to do of course um we didn't enjoy mendoza yesterday cotinho and ricky look uh, came in and looked a little bit lost uh, hopefully uh, we will see improvement in in these areas too uh, what did you think about uh, the the players that didn't do well the players that didn't do well is of course uh, the top of my mind the worst player on pitch i don't mean to be harsh but the worst player on the pitch was cutino because he had little to no influence on the field and apart from that one could say uh, mingeza was bad but instead of bad i would like to prefer the term that he underperformed because yeah. uh, obviously right wing uh, isn't his number one most preferred uh, spot it's a right center back under we saw under a three center back formation he performs much better but yes he did have a large role to play because on his flank he, since the very beginning he had the youngster elias and he also had nico so he elias obviously didn't track back that much so he had a lot of ground to cover so i do think we should cut him some slack as for ricky pooj as well i think he did seem lost but that could be attributed to the fact that um he hasn't undergone in, uh, intensive training under chavi and also he is not someone who has uh, continued playing for a long time it he has played for a long uh, after a long time and he hasn't had a major role in the squad for almost a year now because of course under komen he wasn't given any real uh, responsibility to play uh, but chavi said a year back that he does trust ricky pooj so we'll see after uh, he's provided training and now for a much more sensitive take on cutino we remember our uh, previous match right where under sergi barhuan when uh, cutino downright refused to come down on the field uh, for uh, even though uh, sergi had asked him to warm up so it was a little weird and even today after coming after uh, sorry even last night after coming on uh, to the field he didn't have much contribution and as far as i as far as i personally saw him he looked sluggish and very tired almost like he didn't even want to play so i think there is something much deeper uh, into the fact the about cutino's performance than he is not able to play maybe some, for some reason he is mentally disturbed or maybe for some reason uh, he doesn't feel like he wants to contribute i think that this is something in the locker room which chavi should uh, look at instead of on field training uh, but either way cutino is one of the players whom we hope we can uh, get rid of in the january transfer window so yeah. i'm not really much tensed about him but then again uh, cutino could be a key player in uh, the benfica match since we have an absence of uh, wingers and he can be an impromptu winger but we'll see he uh, chavi may use other options But yeah, I'll go for the fact that this is something probably in the locker room which Chavi should take a look at. Yeah, he even addressed it in the pre-match press conference. He talked about Coutinho and he said that he has to 
uh, regain his mentality, his winning mentality. So I guess uh, this is something that Xavi and maybe then Dani Alves too will try to work on. Um, let's see. I don't. I'm not sure that he will leave in January. But uh, if if an offer will come, I, I believe that the, the club will uh, accept it. But uh, it won't be easy to get uh, a team to pay the enormous salary uh, in its current state. So hopefully he will gain his uh, confidence and at least a little bit contribute to to our team. I mean, let, let's hope so uh, until they they yeah, the team. Yeah, because if he contributes, his value also goes up in the transfer market. Of course. Yeah. Okay, I think I think that we covered all all of it. Uh, next week we will have a Benfica on Tuesday, and we will have another uh, a new episode of uh, of uh, our podcast. I mean, it will be the first episode since uh, Kuman left. It will be very yeah. interesting. Um, <laughs> but we will have to wait a few days for that. Uh, let's wait and see what will happen in the next few days. There is no no uh, quiet day as a Barca fan, but. Uh, We'll have a great week next week. As always, a live stream will be during this match. We will see you soon, guys. Vizca Barca. Yes, Forza Barca, guys, signing out.